2: Irreverent, over the top, and smart as a whip. This is the Rob Black Show. Good day.
3: Happy investing for, to you. The calendar has hit November. The NASDAQ's up 20.2% for the year. It's not the highest number in the major three markets. The SP 500 actually claims that spot with up 22.6% for the year. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 17% for the year. Bitcoin's above 60,000, it's up 112% for the year. Oil's up 72%. These numbers will reset back down to zero come January. Are we gonna get a Christmas Santa Claus rally into the end of the year? When professionals start taking two weeks off to spend holiday time with their family. There can be a thing to the end of the year rally. I've noted it more than not. Do I expect it? I do not. October was a pretty darn good month. I don't know if you've ever come out of, I don't know, say taking a test and you walk down the hallway and you've got major strut going. Like I just nailed that test. I did that all on a bucket of chicken. Where you feel confident, or you feel relieved. We're coming out of October that way. Fresh haircut. Maybe a date with a member of the opposite sex that's left you on cloud nine as you return to work. NASDAQ was up 7.2% in October. Not too shabby, considered September started, it was horrible, and October started the same way. The S&P 500 up 6.9%, the Dow Jones Industrial Average up 5.8%. The United States is giving grief to OPEC for not boosting production more, fearing that higher gas prices are going to wallop our wallets over the winter. We use natural gas to heat our homes. Interesting note, for those of you not living in California, there's a war on natural gas. Trying to build a home with natural gas features, almost impossible to impossible. The environmentalists, I don't know if that's the right group here. Um, Maybe the wildfire people. The less things that we could have blow up, the better. But also the less where you can't use renewable fuels when you're using natural gas, it's not renewable. There's only so much of it. So I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Let's talk about some of the other big stories of the day out there for us to note. Um, People are starting to get really worried about inflation. I'm seeing more data. On Friday we saw inflation remain stubbornly high at the global supply chain crisis continues on. Sticky price growth is what we saw on Friday. We're still seeing sticky price growth. Warnings of high inflation have come from well-established minds that matter on Wall Street. Warren Buffett, Elon Musk, Michael Burry, he's the big short guy, Jack Dorsey, Paul Tudor Jones, they're amongst the A-listers in financial media that are saying, warning, warning, inflation, inflation. When you crunch the numbers, American workers got just got their biggest raise in 17 years, effectively canceled out by the inflation cost in our life. Global stocks are rising right now. All eyes will turn to the Fed this week as they start to taper is the expectation. Slowing down on the amount of debt they're buying, which is a weird thing. The United States issues debt and the United States buys our own debt, weird. A senior research analyst says the S&P 500 could surge 30% over the next few months. Whoa. We'll talk about that as the show goes on. Microsoft overtook Apple on Friday as the world's most valuable company. Microsoft's market cap rose $2.4 trillion. Apple's slipped to dollars When I said that, my Apple phone just chirped at me. Do I think it's listening to me? In a strange way, I do. I don't believe in Bigfoot. He's just a big, hairy guy on the beaches of New Jersey. But I do think that big tech spies on us. And it could just be the cookies, but it's something. Apple's still on track to reach a $3 trillion valuation, though. Microsoft and Apple, big, big, big companies. Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway is going to collect nearly $800 million in Apple dividends this year. They own a 5.5% of Apple, and it, could you see its ownership increase even more? It's a lot of dividend. Sometimes when you own companies, you own the right to the to spoils, and companies spoil their shareholders by giving them cash back each and every year. is a great part of American capitalism, and it is a great way for you to try to build your portfolio to give you income in retirement from great corporations. A 14 year old girl made over $1 million from selling 8,000 NFTs. She and her brother launched a complete, uh, NFT non fungible token cryptocurrency project. And in less than two months, she sold out the endeavor and made over a million dollars her particular focus is cute and it's adorable. She basically decided she wanted to do something for charity. <clears throat> her brother is a really smart guy. 25 year old brother would call the 14 year old sister and walked her through an NFT project. Um, basically raising money for students. Um, I find this great. It's based on a cute cartoon, Beluga Whale, designed by Abigail and became part of the Belugies community. By buying one of these NFTs, you helped the Sunshine Kids Foundation for children with cancer, and you helped Beluga Whales. In the end, it's a great, great idea of what we can do going forward. Hey, good news, ladies and gentlemen, McRib's coming back. For McRib lovers across the nation, this is the time of year that you get excited. When pork prices fall, when pork prices fall, when hogs get slaughtered, when hogs get sent to the freezer, McDonald's rolls out the McRib. Seasoned boneless pork, tangy barbecue sauce, onions, pickles, hoagie style bun. First launched regionally in Kansas City. Had its big national debut the next year. People are driving to get to them, which What it really is is the internet boom and social media is the story behind the story there. The Facebook name was becoming such a drag that employees referred to it as a brand tax. That's one of the reasons that Facebook has decided to rename the company Meta, so that companies like Instagram, Messenger, and WhatsApp can gain trust from younger users. Um, Facebook's struggling with younger people, knowing that Facebook's bad. Younger people don't want anything to do with WhatsApp or Messenger. So internally, employees said, we got to change the name. But I've already seen now Zuckerberg on the media circuit showing off the Oculus Rift headset playing a zombie game and how cool it is. He is desperately trying to get away from Facebook. It's a toxic brand. They had to change their name. Good for Facebook for doing that. The name Meta? it's not the worst. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, in more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show.
2: The Rob Black Show is brought to you by EP Wealth. Learn more about EP's unique approach to managing wealth at robblackshow.com.
1: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. Let's dive into the name change at Facebook. to meta.
3: It's got an interesting
1: little history to it.
3: Facebook to a millennial, to younger people, is basically known as the Big Blue App. And that's not a positive. Mark Zuckerberg started Facebook and he really tried to hold on to the name Facebook as a company as he started acquiring other companies. Changing the name to Meta is very similar to the way Google changed their name to Alphabet. Alphabet has nothing to do with the name Google. But a cute set of emails and PR releases, Alphabet and Google said, Google will be the G, and we'll have our life sciences be the X. And we'll fill up the whole alphabet with companies over time. Alphabet really had no meaning to Google. Google really had no meaning to Alphabet. A big jump in branding. The company formerly known as Facebook. It's trying to eliminate what some employees called a brand tax. They've had seven straight weeks of brutal, brutal document dumps. The New York Times has created some fascinating articles on the evils of Facebook. Facebook in 2016, I think we all started seeing it as the place where our uncles and family members go to post their political opinions and the other family members hate them. So it's turned into a haven of hateful content and misinformation. And that affects Instagram and Messenger. In 2019, internal documents shown to Zuckerberg showed that the name Facebook was becoming a problem for Instagram and Messenger. Messenger became Messenger from Facebook, Instagram from Facebook, WhatsApp from Facebook, so they changed the names of all these companies and Zuckerberg was wrong. His research told him, no, 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 no. Do not kill the name Facebook. If the teenager doesn't know Instagram is tied to Facebook, that's a good thing. Facebook had a video calling device called Portal. Data indicated that putting the name Facebook on it would be a bad idea. And Zuckerberg went with the name Facebook portal anyway, instead of just going portal. It flopped. The name Facebook is toxic at this point in time, whether you believe it or not. Now, here's the craziest part of this story as I want to wrap this up. It doesn't mean I don't like Facebook as a stock. In fact, I I very much so do. Back in the 1990s, Microsoft had a big, big problem with being perceived as a monopoly on operating systems, charging too much for things like word processors. not letting us buy lifetime licenses. How many times have I bought a computer and basically bought the operating system? And Microsoft's gotten a little bit of do-ray-me every single time. So, Microsoft got into an antitrust situation with Netscape, the Navigator, the Internet. And they're the most valuable company today. I don't think a little Department of Justice, European Union interference is necessarily bad for these guys. It's almost a sign of success. When you stink like you've been partying, you probably have been partying. So the number of teenage users. Of The Facebook app in the United States has declined by 13% since 2019 with a projected drop of 45% over the next two years Facebook researchers found that the company was not expecting people born after 2000 to join the social network until they were 24 25 Socially I think we all have different opinions on Facebook Um, I do use Facebook but really only to connect with a very small few amount of people on family issues only. I never find myself going, I need to post this vaccine information. Or if I don't post this political information, my neighbors are going to somehow lose out. I'll be honest, Nextdoor has been more effective for me as a social communicator on my neighbors. Facebook's okay with family members. Um, But i even the friends angle, it's kind of like, ew, makes me feel gross. I know you're saying, yeah, is not a word, Rob. Just go with me, please. Let's talk about Wall Street and what's going on, money investing and more. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have more to give you on the Facebook name change. But again, I think it was very intentionally done for Zuckerberg to dodge the Congress. I don't think he likes that part of his job going to Congress and having congressmen congressman yell at him. So he's going to let someone else be the CEO of Facebook. And then when Congress calls and says, we need someone to yell at, he's going to go, I don't know anything about that company. I'm just the CEO of, of Meta. And someone else is going to have to go take the flack. Talking about throwing your lieutenants under the bus. The first trading of a new day. Uh, the first day of trading on a new month is what I'm trying to say. It typically invites new inflows, particularly in the context of upward trending markets. There's an underlying momentum that is pushing things along with an attitude that the trend is your friend until it isn't. There's no alternative, T-I-N-A, Tina. People are buying stocks because they don't know what else to buy. The resilience to selling pressure is prompting a fear of missing out, FOMO fear of missing out. House progressives progressives are reportedly going to support both the bipartisan and reconciliation infrastructure bills. So we could see some sexy fireworks this week. We got the Fed. We got politics. The EU and the U.S. have relaxed tariffs on steel and aluminum imports. Treasury Secretary Yellen has hinted at the possibility of relaxing some Chinese tariffs in a reciprocal way. It'll help ease inflation. When we put tariffs on China under the Trump administration, Biden didn't undo them immediately. But now that inflation is problematic, it's like, yeah, we probably should undo those. Yeah, we know you're not exactly good with human rights with your citizens, but we don't like inflation. So that's kind of where we sell ourselves out. This will be a big week for economic reporting and central bank meetings. The FOMC meeting on Wednesday will turn to Thursday for the follow-up monetary policy announcements. Bank of England and Reserve Bank of Australia all in play. The FOMC won't be raising rates, but they're expected to start tapering the purchases of assets, debt, Tesla's up higher again. It wouldn't be a surprise to see alternative energy stocks, electric vehicle makers, and green stocks catch some momentum with the climate change conversation that happened over the weekend. A lot of talk, not a lot of action, but a lot of talk. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube,
2: Rob Black Show. Honest, straightforward, and right to the point. The Rob Black Show. A man dressed as The
3: Joker. Stabbed several passengers before starting a fire on a Tokyo commuter train, sending people jumping from windows to escape. Wrong train to get onto, right? Um, It shows you the randomness. Wasn't that long ago that someone dressed as the Joker in Colorado goes into a movie theater and starts shooting people up the randomness of violence can hit you on any point the randomness of car crashes I would lump those two topics into the same kind of easy category to digest of saying emergencies you never know when they're going to hit you better be prepared for them even though how can you be prepared to get on a train and be stabbed by a guy who looks like the joker and then tries to catch the train on fire you can't So just know that there's going to be big hiccups in your life that you're not ready for. Joe Biden did a world tour this weekend. He arrived in Scotland for the climate summit. Little Greta Thunberg is mad at him too. I love her. I think I have a crush on an 18-year-old Greta Thunberg. And just like, she's adorable. Um, Young people... They're angry. If they could get out and vote, it would be helpful for their cause. Democratic divisions in Congress scuppered plans to pass the White House's $1.7 trillion spending package that featured $555 billion in climate provisions. That would have enabled Biden to show some progress on his pledge to cut greenhouse gas emissions by 2030. He didn't have that ammunition to deliver at the conference. Global COVID-19 death toll has reached $5 million. United States is number one despite our overabundance of vaccines. Even through a decline in infections in recent weeks, the U.S. continues to experience about 1,400 daily deaths because of COVID-19. And I don't want to hear your, your crap. How many people die of flu every day? Huh? Behind the Americas, Brazil, India, Mexico, and Russia are the next on the somber list of the unofficial dead or the official dead. Interesting times. Um, somber times, in my opinion. But to make things better, Taco Bell's going to give away free tacos on November 4th after the Braves, Aussie, Albies stole a base in the World Series. Interesting to note that Monday, today, is World Vegan Day. But I'm more interested in the McRib story, only because McRib has got a social media thing. It's not quite like BTS, the Korean pop band. McDonald's is just killing it. They're doing great with social media. Apple and Amazon had bad days on Friday, but both of them, if you look at trading from Thursday, both of them were up in anticipation, and they lost about what they gained the day before. So on a two-day level, level, you're like, that's not bad. But on a one-day level, you're like, oh, they're leading the markets lower, down 3%. Um, Some things to know as far as the stock market today. Um, Federal Reserve is going to have a big meeting this week. And then we get an employment report at the end of the week on Friday. Um, It's one of the things that drives the market big time. Bullish tone on Wall Street could be tested with a bad jobs number or an overly aggressive Federal Reserve. But for now, we're going to enjoy. The SP 500, the Dow, and the NASDAQ are having great years. American Airlines basically revealed exactly what we know there's a labor shortage in the United States. There's very little slack to make a mistake right now. Coca Cola is buying the remaining stake of Body Armor for $5.6 billion. Coca-Cola is writing a check for 400 million dollars to Kobe Bryant's estate He invested in the company in the second year that they were biz, uh, available Telling you again, that's a great capitalism story fantastic story on capitalism um, There's an architect out at the UCSB University of California South Santa Barbara Which for those of you who are not in California is one of the most amazing colleges on the planet Because it's right on the beach it is right on the beach and the staff it's how shall we just say everything is is surfer friendly you get great tacos you get great beach weather and you get textbooks and they even do a flutilla where they go out in inner tubes and have a day of excessive drinking which to me sounds kind of like fun i once went intertubing down the Russian river six hour trip. And it was funny to watch. Like people would bring full cases of beer into the inner tube next to them and just drink beer all day long, get sunburned and tube down the river. Interestingly, I never saw anyone stop to take a bathroom break over those six hours. How did they hold it in that long? But okay. So an architect at UCSB is in trouble. Resigning basically this, the um, college Got a big donation from Charlie Munger, who is Warren Buffett's right-hand man. But he gave a big chunk of change, and he said, for this chunk of change, $200 million, I want it all going into a housing project. And the dormitories that he's building or that he's helped fund building, of course, every college is like, thank you, Mr. Billionaire, thank you we'll do whatever you say for that money. Thank you. You're inspired and revolutionary. But now that it's coming into reality, there are eight little houses with, with suites and they've got, the rooms are tiny. They're like 200 by two. They're tiny. They're not even 200 by 200. They're 10 by eight rooms. They're small. And then you have a little bit of kitchen space, that you share with seven other people. And then you have a shower that you share with seven other people. And you have a dining space that you share with seven other people. Now, what's fascinating about this to me is this is clearly the way we solve our housing problem. San Francisco started doing it three, four, five years ago with what they called micro-apartments. And young people didn't mind living in a micro-apartment, 250 square feet, with the idea of... I get up in the morning, I fold my bed into the wall. Um, My kitchenette is really small, I'm not gonna have Thanksgiving here. You get the idea, we're gonna go out, we're gonna party, we're gonna be young people. Much cheaper to buy a 200 square foot home than it is to buy a 2000 square foot home. Are we gonna get to the point where there's backlash on this? And the answer with UCSB is yes. Where parents are like, you can't have our children live like cattle. I know small cows that uh, live in bigger spaces. I know. But those bigger spaces cost bigger money. I wonder if our society is going to run into this, of the problem to our housing we don't want. Back in the 1980s and early 90s, there was something called a McMansion. And if you go outside of California and you see a million dollar home, you're like, whoa, that's got 10 rooms in it. In California, a million dollar house has got maybe three rooms in it. A little bit different for those of you who don't travel. Um, Harley Davidson stock. Oh, for the right, I saw Apple uh, Fitness, Fitness Plus. You know, it's that little video channel where you can work out with your watch, and it syncs to your TV, and it syncs to your uh, phone, and you can watch a really good-looking instructor power you through yoga moves or core moves. Well, they just had a big deal with United Healthcare, and basically, if you have United Healthcare, you can get Apple Plus, uh, Apple Fitness Plus for free. Now. The next big war in tech, I think is going to be between Apple and Amazon and healthcare. And you know United Healthcare, a big HMO PPO. they're not they're they're paying. They're getting a discount from Apple. but Apple's getting a big win in the healthcare industry. big win in the healthcare industry. And you're like, but Apple's a, a watch company. no, they just signed a big fitness deal. But Apple's a phone company. Nope. They're trying to develop AirPods that can take your temperature. And so you wake up, you listen to a little bit of music, maybe you have a bowel movement. You put your AirPods in, you get some news, and your AirPods call your phone, and your phone did your EKG reading yesterday, and that calls your watch. And it all starts to figure out how healthy or unhealthy you are, where we get blood pressure, where we get EKG, where we get blood oxygen levels. When Apple last year announced that their f- phones could do blood oxygen levels, it's kind of fun. When I go up to the mountains, I, I sense I see the drop in my oxygen in my body. Um because my phone tells my, my watch tells my phone and my phone tells me. Like, hey, do you have COVID? Because you're not getting enough air. I'm like, nope, just in the mountains. Um Corporate deals are big deals for businesses. You and I are fascinated with the phones and the watches and the healthcare aspects on an individual user basis. But for Apple to sign a big deal to deliver Fitness Plus through a big health HMO, it tells you that's a legit business. So will they eventually acquire Peloton? The thought is maybe. Harley-Davidson stock is rising today on news that the European Union was dropping retaliatory steel and aluminum tariffs. It's interesting how corporations and big states and governments and healthcare companies, some of these deals that they make really unlock a lot of capitalism fast. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Find me online at Rob Black show. I work with EP Wealth. If you need a relationship with a financial advisor, I can help you.
2: The fortune-making spirit of today's marketplace, The Rob Black Show.
3: Year-to-date, the NASDAQ's up 20%. S&P 500's up 22%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average up 17 percent. Ten-year Treasury sits up 65 basis points, sitting at 1.57 percent. Bitcoin's up 112 percent, 61,514. But the winner, winner, chicken dinner for the year, in my mind, oil up 72 percent. Bitcoin's got the fancy technology and modernization feel to it. Oil just feels like it's been around for hundreds of years slowly percolating until some hillbillies from Beverly Hills comes and somehow finds it. It was something like, did Jeb trip over a rock and out came oil? Yeah, it was something close to that. So oil's been making TV celebrities rich for a long period of time. Exxon Mobil and Chevron have had great years. It's just black gold. It's just sludge. But it's sexy. It's sexy this year. The major indices head into November with the confidence of someone who just got a haircut. I'm getting a haircut on Wednesday. I don't have all my hair like I used to. But my son does. And he is a little lion in Maine that needs some work. And we go together. And we have a good male bonding routine out of it. He got his first real adult haircut not too long ago where someone washes your hair and he's like, whoa, major pampering, right? Vaccines are the new kids in class. Who's the new kid in class? Vaccines are the new kid in class. The FDA authorized Pfizer's BioNTech vaccine for kids age five to 11. The CDC is expected to give its final approval within days. And the shots could roll out next week. The safety data of 4,700 children showed that Pfizer's vaccine was safe and 90.7% effective at preventing symptomatic disease. I'm excited by it, knowing that my son, who's got a confident haircut, I'll have the confidence that if he does get COVID, he'll probably come out on the better side of it. I won't become one of those stories, my son got COVID and... He never recovered. Got to keep him safe for a couple more weeks um, to avoid the worst case scenario. That's the way I look at vaccines. I would prefer not the worst case scenario. I'll take the odds of a vaccine. The COVID shots children will get are like the vaccine version of a kid's menu. It's a smaller dosage delivered via a smaller needle. And hopefully we'll have really cool band-aids and I'll have a male bonding time with them When he gets a shot, I'll take him out to a dinner um, Worthy of note I got the polio vaccine when I was uh, Tuberculosis, excuse me, tuberculosis. That's the one that marks your arm For those of you who don't have a weird-looking mark on your arm It looks like the little little holes someone goes, what, what did you run into, like uh, 20 needles? And yeah, it was kind of a 20-needle shot. So my dad took my brother Michael, brother David, and myself out for dinner, male bonding, after we all got our tuberculosis vaccine. This was 45 years ago, maybe 46. And I got violently sick at dinner. And my brother Michael got violently sick at dinner, and my Brother David got violently sick at dinner. So here we all are all struggling and vomiting. My dad gets us pizza. <clears throat> kind of takes us to a village pizza inn kind of thing, you know. You know the kind of place, right? The place that I was happy to be at because they had arcade games and I could see people play Pong and the excitement that I felt watching that. But almost two million kids aged five to eleven have been infected with COVID. 8,300 have been hospitalized. 170 have died. COVID has been the eighth biggest killer of kids in the at-age group. Again, not alarming. Sad, yes. Tragic, yes. Alarming, it actually really is. Kids aren't supposed to die before their parents. So even though this is a very small number, the anti-vaxxers just, they don't work for me. Because the worst thing I can imagine is burying my child for a germ that came into his body because someone doesn't want to wear a mask. And yeah, you may be asymptomatic and you may roll through it, but if it gets my kid, I'm a loser in life. Kids are much less likely than older folks to get seriously ill. But like CDC director Rochelle Walensky said last week, children are not supposed to die. Vaccinating children could have profound effects for the society more broadly. Fewer disruptions at school. Um, My son recently went back to school. He didn't go back to school. He got into another grade this year, right? Started school in the fall. He's got four friends. They came over on Halloween. So he went trick-or-treating with a gang of five. I'm so excited for him. It is so great to watch your kid play with other kids. After 18 months of rubbish. But we protected him during that period of time. California has already mandated that kids in kindergarten through 12th grade will need to be vaccinated against COVID-19, possibly as soon as next fall. A COVID vaccine will join five others that are required for children attending child care, nationally including shots for measles and tetanus. Still a lot of hesitancy. 27%, 27% of parents said they'd get their kids vaccinated right away. 30% said they would definitely not. So 30%, nope. 27%, yep. That's double the rate of adults who said they would get vaccinated. I get it. The only thing in the world that makes no logical sense to me is the death of children. It's not supposed to happen. I can make logical sense of money. I can make logical sense of of pandemics. I can't make any sense of children dying. So I'm happy. I think this is good news. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Find me online on Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show.
1: Invest in what is really important. Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. Are you concerned with financial planning, tax planning, managing your investments, or just planning your retirement? Rob Black has partnered with EP Wealth Advisors. With over $12 billion in assets under management and more than 80 financial professionals at the helm, EP has your financial future in mind. Learn more by visiting robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com.